Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. You don't sound happy. MashaAllah, you have completed Surah Al-Baqarah. They are happy. They're just tired. So make them stand up. Yeah, exactly. Just and up. hug each other. Yeah. <laughs> we can all sit down and start our program, inshallah. Rabbi shrah li sadri wa yasir li amri wa ahlul uqdatan min lisani yafqahu qawli. Rabbana zidna ilma. I would like to welcome you all to this program today and also the students on online as well. Actually, I had prepared this hadith, but already Sister Tamiya, she uh, gave it to us. But still, I think uh, I'm going to read it to you as well. Imam Ahmad recorded that Abu Umama al-Bahili said that he had the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, say, read the Qur'an because it will intercede on behalf of its people on the day of resurrection. Read the two lights, Al-Baqarah and Al-Imran, because they will come in the shape of two clouds, two shades, two lines of birds on the day of resurrection. And they will argue on behalf of their people on that day. Subhanallah. So Alhamdulillah, you have recited this surah since we started this course. MashaAllah. Also you did a Watwa translation and also tafsir. So I pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant you tawfiq to implement what you have learned and also share this treasure with others. To start our program, I'm going to call Sister Saba Sharif. MashaAllah, she worked with a group of students to present a skit to us. And she wrote the skit herself as well. Assalamu alaikum. We have prepared a skit based on the two verses of Surah Bakra, verse 262 on manna wa aza, not reminding favors of harming others. And the other verse is verse 109 regarding fafu asfahu, that is to forgive and to overlook. The participants are Amna, Minal, Maliha, Samira, Rabi, etc. Jazakumullah khair. Assalamu alaikum. Maryam, Yasmin, Aisha, and Ismahan are high school students and are discussing about an upcoming Eid party that their friend Rehana has invited them to. Their friend Sumeya is also with them. Guess who just got invited for the biggest Eid party of the year? It's me! Me too! Oh my god, that's yeah. so nice! Guys, I heard there's going to be a chocolate fountain. Do you guys know what you're going to wear? Oh my god, I don't know. What's wrong, Sumeya? Aren't you invited? Uh, no, I've, I wasn't invited. I don't understand why, though. I mean, I've done so much for Rehana and her family. I've given her bus tickets whenever she's needed it. I've even helped her with her math homework, especially algebra. You know, I, I even bought her food one time on a trip when she forgot her lunch. So I, 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 I don't understand why. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الذين ينفقون أموالهم في سبيل الله ثم لا يتبعون ما أنفقوا منا ولا أذى لهم أجرهم عند ربهم ولا خوف عليهم ولا هم يحزنون السلام عليكم وعليكم السلام Did you do your biology? It was so easy, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. So, hmm, did you invite Samaya to your Eid party? Excuse me, no way am I inviting her. She embarrasses me. She's constantly reminding people of the favors and good things she does. Blah, 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 who cares? I don't like her. 
Why? It's not appropriate for a Muslim to not excuse others while even though she was your friend and she did do nice stuff. Yeah, but still, she's so desperate for attention. Why on earth should I excuse her? No, cheer up. You know, Allah says in Surah Al-Baqarah that when the Bani Israel harassed the Prophet Muhammad he forgave them and he overlooked their mistakes. You should do the same. If you forgive others' faults, then Allah will forgive your sins on the Day of Judgment. SubhanAllah, I didn't know that. Was that really written in the Quran? Yeah. I think I should apologize to Sumaya. Yeah, What's Samaya? What's wrong? Why are you so upset? I still haven't been invited to Rehana's Eid party. I don't understand. I've been nice to her since forever. What's going on? Calm down, Samaya. You have been really nice to Rehana, and that's good for you. But you know what? You have to stop bragging about it all around. Why not? It's my deeds. I have every right to boast about it. No, you don't. You should have a class in our intentions. Whatever we should do, we should do it for the sake of Allah, not for the sake of people. And you know what Allah says? Do ihsan on other people. And do good deeds, the utmost good deeds. Even if someone don't invite us to the parties or don't talk to us, we shouldn't just like be rude to them. We should do continue with the nice behavior. Like Allah command us. And Sumayya, I have to tell you something really important. You know what Allah says in Quran? He says that if the person who do good deeds and keep reminding other people of it and hurting them, you know, all the reward of the good deeds is lost. Yeah. Really? Oh my God, I didn't know that. May Allah forgive me. Amen. <laughs> بعد إيمانكم كفارا حسدا من عيد أنفسهم من بعد ما تبين لهم الحق فاعفوا واصفحوا حتى يأتي الله بأمره إن الله على كل شيء قدير Are you excited for the party? Who else did you invite? The party's going to be amazing. I invited all my friends. Guys, guess what tomorrow is? Party! Yeah! <laughs> oh my God, Sumeya, I'm so sorry. I didn't invite you and I ignored you this whole time. Maybe you should come to my party. Please, please forgive me. I forgive you, but I'm really sorry as well. I really shouldn't have been reminding you. Will you forgive me? I forgive you, don't worry. And you're more than welcome to come to my party. It's going to be even more amazing now that you're coming. The last verse. Asalaamu Alaikum. Sister Sheikha, remember last time when I asked the students a bunch of questions and they passed the test with flying colors? So I have some harder questions this time. Really? So last time it was just Juz 1. This is Juz 1, 2, and part of Juz 3. So it's a lot of a lot of material to cover. Okay? First question. What is the root and meaning of mubitalikum? The root word is balamwal, and uh, it means one, certainly one who's going to test you. Okay, it's one who tests you all. Uh, so there's no certainly, but close enough. <laughs> 
So you did pretty well on that question. I have another question. This one's a little harder. I need you to recite any two du'as from Surah Al-Baqarah. Rabbana atina fid dunya hasanatan wa fil akhirati hasanatan wa qina adabannar. Rabbana afrir alayna sabran wa thabbit aqdamana wa insulna ala al-qawmil kafirin. MashaAllah, that was excellent. Okay, I'll come back with more questions later. <laughs> Alhamdulillah, I knew they'll make it. Now I'm going to call um, a student, mashallah. Uh, first of all, we thank um, most of you, mashallah. All of you, you gave uh, good reflections, as well as our online students, mashallah. May Allah reward you. But because of time, we selected only few students. So I'm going to call now um, Sister Munaza Hassan to share her reflection with us. Bismillahi wa salatu wa salam ala rasulillahi. Assalamu alaikum, everyone. Uh, the reflection that I shared uh, with Sister Sam and everyone else was uh, Surah Baqarah, Ayah 186, which goes as something like this. أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ بِسْمِ اللَّهِ الرَّحْمَنِ الرَّحِيمِ وَإِذَا سَأَلَكَ عِبَادِي عَنِّي فَإِنِّي قَرِيبٌ أُجِيبُ دَعْوَةَ الدَّاعِ إِذَا دَعَانِ فَلْيَسْتَجِيبُوا لِي وَلْيُؤْمِنُوا بِي لَعَلَّهُمْ يَرْشُدُونَ I want to start with a scenario. For example, uh, you're at school or you're away at work and you had a really bad day. And you really want to vent it out to someone. And you go home and you want to share it with someone. And you call up your very best friend. And before you could even greet her or say salam to her, you're just breathing on the phone. And the moment you start breathing... She exactly knows what's going through your mind. Now, isn't that a very beautiful thing that you share with some friends or some people in your life? It could be your parents, teachers, mentors, son, daughters, whoever it is. And these people are a blessing of Allah. I myself love this kind of relationship with people. I will literally surround myself with those people. Since I remember a long time ago, I was doing that. I would love those people because they understood me the way I wanted them to understand me. I would love those people because even without saying me anything, they would still understand me. And that kept going on and on, and I loved them dearly. I would call them my best friends. I would text them, call them, message them, the whole deal. And few months or years passed by, and then I realized, like I think I started getting more inclined towards Islam. And I was talking to my neighbor one day, and I said, you know what if I feel like? I feel like just text messaging Allah. It was a very immature and weird statement to say. But I think at that point, I was too immature and I couldn't really understand my equation with Allah. Like I felt if I would text message him, I would bond more well with him. And I thought, okay, if I text message him, I do it to all my loved ones, probably he would get my message better. I would be able to communicate with him. But little did I realize at that point that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't need a medium to communicate with him. He gave us our hearts. And that's the source in the medium that all he needs. And he created them. Okay, so a couple of years passed again, and I was listening to a lecture somewhere, and the word appeared, someone said, Allah is qareeb. And that's when it hit home the first time. Allah is near. So when, when I was reciting this verse, this hit me the most. So whenever the slaves ask about me, whenever my slave asks you about me, I'm near. Allah is near. He was always near with his knowledge. We couldn't see it. 
Why was our judgment and intellect so much clouded by everything else? Because our judgment was clouded by garbage music and unbeneficial knowledge and love of dunya. And if you take it apart and you start looking at the real picture, he is near. And if my biggest need always was people to acknowledge me, to affirm my emotions and thoughts, then who knew me better than that? Who knew me better than all my best friends? And if my biggest need was that I would only love people if they know me, if I express myself and only then they understand me, then without expressing who knows me, who knows me inside out. And even when I'm not talking to him, he still is listening. And if all that is true about Allah, then who deserves my love, my friendship, my khullah, my devotion, my worship, my obedience? It's only Allah. And that's when I realized that my equation of Allah should have been this. But I couldn't see it. Allah is near. But he doesn't stop there. He says, Whenever the caller calls me, I would respond to his call. Give me one friend or one being in your life that would respond to you no matter what happens. Wouldn't that person be restricted by time, by his mood swings or her mood swings, by death or sickness? The Lord of the worlds, the King of the worlds is telling you, I'm available to you 24-7. Just talk to me. He is there to take our call. Are we willing to call him? And this is what probably real khula is. When we talked about, we studied about Ibrahim salam and his relationship with Allah. He was Allah's best friend. And a part of me made me think, oh, can I be Allah's best friend? And then the next part said, oh, you can't really deserve that honor. But this verse basically affirms my thoughts and my opinion that if I ask of Allah, and only Allah, He will give it to me. But am I asking Him? Am I looking for Him? All He wants us of us is to talk back to Him. So this is my take-home message for everybody and for myself first. Just talk to Allah. He is the source of all good. So He can give us that sacrifice, that level that Ibrahim salam achieved. Just talk to Him. Make dua to Him. To let Him be your best friend. Sakallah alaikum. Got more questions here. This one's kind of an easy one, so I'm kind of giving it away here. What is the singular of sadaqat? Sadaqat, good. Okay, what does shaitan threaten us with and what does Allah promise us? Shaitan threatens us with poverty and Allah promises us jannah. Okay. فَأَصَابَهُ So what is the root and what is the meaning? Then it reaches him and saw Dwaba. So she said, then it reaches him. That's close. Is it slightly off, maybe? Okay, so it's past tense. Then it reached him. Um, now I'll call Sister Maimuna for reflection. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. As-salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. First of all, I thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for bringing me to study his book. For having chosen me for among so many people out there to guide me. I was wandering blindly in my life as I read the English translation of the Quran and was not obtaining any spiritual satisfaction that I'm feeling now. I feel rejuvenated like I was dead. Now I have come to life. 
I also like to thank the people who made this course possible for all of us here. The receptionist, the management, the cashier, the GI, and Sister Taimiya. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward all of you abundantly for shining the light of the Quran in my heart and bringing my soul to life. My reflection of Surah Al-Baqarah. A'udhu billahi minash shaitani rajeem. Wa'asa an taqrahu shay'an wa huwa khayrun lakum. Wa'asa an tuhibbu shay'an wa huwa sharrun lakum. Wallahu ya'lamu wa antum la ta'lamun. Perhaps you hate a thing and it is good for you. And perhaps you love a thing, it is bad for you. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows while you not know. Surah Baqarah, part of Ayah 216. It is extremely hard to choose one eye of this amazing surah. And it's like a treasure in a golden box that is hidden somewhere. And every week I'm allowed to take something with me that includes a warning or a hope, hell or paradise, showing me either the right way, showing me either to be a mu'min or a munafiq, a guided person or a misguided person. Every Friday evening, I'm so exhausted from work. And I say to myself, I won't be able to attend tomorrow. But morning comes, and I feel so refreshed. And I know if I don't attend, I will get the treasurer late. And I'm eager to be there to be able to collect my share of the treasure with my fellow classmates. All the verses in the Quran are amazing, and it leaves you speechless. I chose this verse 216 because after studying this verse, now I'm satisfied with whatever comes my way. It is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who knows what is best. It is very difficult. But with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's help, nothing is difficult. Now I understand that what I think is good for me might be bad. And what I think is bad for me might be good. My capacity to comprehend these things is very little when compared to what Allah has willed for me. Alhamdulillah. I used to read the English translation of the Quran, but I realized I did not understand anything at all. Since coming here every week, I learned something new. And I feel like crying out loud, Ya Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, thank you for choosing me to be here. Now I'm looking forward to unveiling what the treasure that might be hidden in the coming surahs. And I wish it will go on for the rest of my life. This study has brought out a new person in me that has awoken upon realizing what Allah has to tell his slave of his. Alhamdulillah. Salam alaikum. MashaAllah, that was a great reflection. Um, it's time for Skid, although we are a little bit behind of time. There's a group of students, MashaAllah, they work together. I hope they'll speed up their play. I didn't want to leave them out, mashallah, because they use their time subhanahu to practice only for today. So if uh, Tanzila, you can call your group, mashallah, and start the, the play for us, inshallah. All right, so we're doing a skit on one of the verses that we recently learned about um, on riba and interest. And this is, they're going to present a conversation that might happen in your dinner table. And I know it happened in mine, part of it. And you'll find out how it relates, okay? So, um, Deka's the mom. She's just setting up the table, and she has, mashallah, four beautiful daughters. And they just came home from school, okay? 
You know, Mom, I still haven't applied to university. The deadline's coming soon, you know. My future's on the line. What do you expect me to do, Mom? All my friends have applied, and I'm the only one left. I need to apply for university and loan tomorrow. Forget about that. Have you seen the condition of this house? It's ridiculous, not to mention embarrassing. I can never have any parties at my house like Sophia and Rabia do. And it would be great if we could have a huge backyard and where we could have barbecues as well. I mean, can't we just move into a regular house like everyone else? Yeah, I want a big backyard and a pool with, where I could play with my toys and have fun. Please, Mommy? Yeah, basically, like, we could have, like, a greater house if we could just, like, get a mortgage. How exactly do you guys get a plan on getting all this money? This is a huge amount we're talking here. Um, hello, it's called a student loan. And a mortgage? Yeah, uh, what they said. What? Taking money on credit? That involves interest. Do you have any idea what Allah says about interest in the Quran? No, what's interest? I remember my teacher telling me that interest is every loan that brings a profit, including student loans and mortgages. The loan is given to you so that the person giving the loan will not only expect the principal amount, but also an extra amount as well. So what's wrong with that? I mean, everyone takes these loans. And look at them, they're living a good life. Yeah, why can't we just do something like that? It's haram. Allah has said that those who take or use riba will not be able to stand in front of Allah on the day of judgment except like madmen. They will have snakes in their bellies and are cursed by Allah as well. Those who are involved in interest in any way, no matter how big or small the amount is, these people are in war with Allah and His Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa Read it for yourself. SubhanAllah. I guess you're right. But how will I go to school though? Well, you know, there are many options. We can also take a loan from an Islamic foundation which does not charge interest. So that means we can't move into a better house? Inshallah, in the future we will move. But for now, just be grateful for what you have. Allah will give us halal means and we will make da'a. But, but what about my swimming pool and backyard? There is a better swimming pool and backyard waiting for you in Jannah. Just be patient with Allah and be obedient. Okay, one last quick question. Can anybody name the four sacred months? Muharram, Rajab, Dhul Qa'dah, and Dhul Hijjah. Bismillahi wa salatu wa salam ala rasulillahi. Assalamu alaikum everyone. Uh, I just wanted, first of all, to request you to make dua for all of us that despite the fact that it's a huge blessing from Allah that we were chosen, it's a huge test too. So please make dua for us that Allah purifies our intentions and accepts our efforts. Uh, apart from that, I just wanted to talk a little bit about the inspiration behind the video. Um, the video was definitely inspired by, the primary source was Sister Tanya's talk and what she made us all of think that uh, was the concept of getting people to think and getting people to question uh, different beliefs and different sorts of beliefs. I was talking to one of the youth who was born and raised here and he was trying to defend the concept of, he was a practicing Muslim, but he was still trying to defend the concept of Halloween and how he should have been celebrating it. His parents didn't let him, but he was saying that he felt all his life, he felt left out on Christmas, holidays, on Easter, on Halloween, all he could do was trick-or-treating. He couldn't dress up, and he felt that as long as uh, one of the things like these practices are harmless, p- people should be allowed to do it, especially children. 
if it's taking it away would cause distress to children, then we shouldn't probably take it away. And he was trying to defend it through Islamic laws that, oh, it, it's not directly written in Quran and Sunnah that Halloween is haram. So I, what made us think further was that it's not about laws that probably people are really worried about. What people really want to know is why are they doing it? So how, the whole video and its efforts is to prompt people to question why are they doing it and what are they doing. Jazakallah khair. Please share this video. The name is uh, Halloween and Al-Hakim. Jazakallah khair. It's up on YouTube. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. My sister and I have done for the Dhul-Hijjah da'wah activity. We have done a brochure and a blog. Um, for the brochure, we divided ourselves and we handed it out to our friends, family, and our school. And the most exciting place was like doing it at our school because we had like um, like a discussion in the, our cafeteria, and there's like other people who were walking by and heard us like talking about it, so they just stood there and like listened to what we had to say. Mashallah, we had like positive feedback, and we also had other people like asking questions. So we answered them and clarified uh, any doubt. All our Muslim friends had, like, they all fasted on the 10 days, if not the Yom Arfa. And this is what our pamphlet looked like after we were done with it. Um, so we just talked about what is Dhul Hijjah, the benefits of Dhul Hijjah, what is, like, Yom Arfa, and what you can do on 10 days of Dhul Hijjah. And I'm going to pass on to my sister who will talk about the blog. So for our blog, we gave our title, Welcome to Hijjah. And as you can see, it has, um, it's in big letters and bold because we wanted to capture the viewer's um, attention. And also for a blog, you should have a big um, title. And also um, for the number of views we have was um, 30. And it's worldwide. And um, it's mostly North America that viewed it and some in the States. And also that... For the comments we got, all of them actually were positive, and um, some needed clarification, so we gave them clarifications about what was Dhul-Hijj, because some of them were not Muslims. And also, it was a very unique way of spreading the da'wah, and in conclusion, I want to thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for giving us this opportunity to spread the message. Jazakumullah khairan. Sister Arbor Said, can you come, please? I benefited from this activity a lot because my teacher at school is fond of us um, students share about our culture and religion. So whenever there's like a holiday coming up, then she wants us to share um, about it. So on the 9th of Dhuhijjah, most of my Muslim classmates and I were fasting. So my teacher wanted us to share why we do this and the point of it. A lot of the people who were fasting had no idea why they were. But I volunteered to share this holy month, Dhuhijjah, with my whole class. Everyone was eager to listen because it was cool and different. I started off by explaining our difference in months. I explained that Islamically we follow the moon, which is called the lunar months, and commonly we follow the sun. A question came up of why we think months are holy, and which months are they. I gave an example of the month of Hijjah, because it is a time pilgrims go to Saudi Arabia and worship God and seek forgiveness. They do big rituals. I explained that fasting on the ninth of these ten days is very good because it erases sin and gives us blessings. The following day is Eid. This Eid was a big one. It's called Eid al-Adha. It is a time we offer a sacrifice. Another question came up. It was asked why we sacrifice the animals. My friend joined in saying that the sacrifice happens for a reason. We sacrifice any cattle animal and distribute it amongst the poor who cannot afford it. So the PowerPoint that was shared with us was very beneficial for me because I got some new knowledge about this month, which I never 
never knew before, and I was able to tell my whole class about it. And since my class is mostly Muslim, they got brief explanations about how to maximize their deeds. I'm going to call the three students, more students, mashallah, they wrote their notes very well. And they are from uh, Group Sumaya, one of them, uh, uh, Sister Rafia Masood, Group, uh, group Safia, and then Bakhtab Navid and Khadija from Group Nusaiba, Khadija J from Group Nusaiba. Also, we have uh, prizes for students who have been attending classes since we started, mashallah. Either they missed few days. And they are Sana Raisa, Zainab Zazi, Saima Shaheed, Shahzida Iftikhar, Marina Zazi, Maha Kadiwala, Huma Miraj, Ikhlas Muhammad, Sadia Muhammad. فَلِلَّهِ الْحَمْدُ رَبِّ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَرَبِّ الْأَرْضِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ وَلَهُ الْكِبْرِيَاءُ فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ وَهُوَ الْعَزِيزُ الْحَكِيمُ فَلِلَّهِ الْحَمْدُ رَبِّ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَرَبِّ وله الكبرياء في السماوات والأرض وهو العزيز الحكيم students our thoughts are with you as well may Allah reward you for your effort I know mashallah you have uh, uh, different students who have been doing very well although we cannot give you any uh, prizes but our duas are with you and now I'll call upon sister Rushda Haq she's been one of uh, Huda teachers here during the weekdays and um, also she did Talim Quran and she's been teaching different uh, subjects as well she has a few nasiha for us and um, I welcome her Assalamu alaikum. We're over time, so I won't take too much of your overtime. Um, mashallah mabruk on completing Surah Baqarah, the largest surah in the Quran. Not 300 verses, not 250 verses, but 286. If you bought something that was $286 and you told somebody, you would say it's about $300. Or it was over $250. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala didn't round he said what he had to say in 286 verses. And I was thinking, when you have a difficult task or a large task ahead of you, what do they say? Chunk it. And some people say, start with the easiest or the smallest. And some people say, no, tackle the biggest, scariest thing and get it out of the way. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala started with Surah Fatiha. 
easy, beautiful, deep. And followed it with Surah Baqarah, the largest one. And started very gently, right? What is Surah Baqarah? An answer to your dua. Guidance. You want guidance? Okay, come. Here it is. Have you ever read a journal article or a business report? What's at the beginning? It's called the abstract, right? And it has the gist of the report. Does it replace reading the report? No, but it tells you, is this report worth reading for you or not? Does this have the information you need or not? What is the basic point? It doesn't cover everything. You need to read the rest of it. But it lays it out for you. Some of you might have done some personal development courses or life coach training, and there's something called the life wheel. Does anyone know about the life wheel? Eight slices, right? Religion, health, career, social, finances, spouse, family, emotions. Allah talks about them all in Surah Baqarah. The five pillars are mentioned. Straight call to worship Him is mentioned. Dua is mentioned. Quran is mentioned. Right? Your health is mentioned. Eat halal and tayyib. Your career is mentioned. Your business transactions are mentioned. Riba, transactions with Allah. Debt, what to do. Social interactions are mentioned. Kind speech and charity are better than man and other. Finances are mentioned. How to deal with the money of orphans. How to loan money to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Inheritance. Marriage is mentioned. Divorce is mentioned. Family is mentioned. To be good to your parents and others, like the instruction given to Bani Israel. Emotions are mentioned. In the last ayah, what does Allah tell you? No soul is burdened beyond their capacity. If any other friend, family member told you that, it would be a source of comfort. So Allah telling you is a source of infinite comfort. Because no one knows what you're going through better than Allah. Only Allah knows. And Imam Suhaib Webb, he once said, the Qur'an is my life coach. And I thought, how beautiful. The Qur'an is the guidance for mankind, and he's saying, that's what I need to carry me through my journey. So my request to you, my nasiha to you, is nobody should go home and say, we finished Surah Al-Baqarah. You should go home and say, Alhamdulillah, we finished Surah Baqarah, and now we can start Surah Ali Imran. Don't end your journey. This is a milestone. It's a beautiful milestone. Make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Implement what you've learned and continue your gratitude by coming on time next week for Surah Ali Imran. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has enabled you to complete Surah Al-Baqarah, may you complete the entire Quran. And then may you start over. And then may you study Hadith. And then may you continue to implement for all of your days. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you all. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. So inshallah see you next week. Ready for Satul Imran. فضل واتجان والروح والريحان يا حامل القرآن قد خصك الرحمن بالفضل واتجان والروح Shrek, you're
Shit!